0: Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 GigaWatts, I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. This episode is going to be about Glass, which is the concluding chapter of a trilogy that started with Unbreakable in 2000 and then continued two years ago with Split, kind of surprisingly. Which is kind of a spoiler almost, but at this point with Glass Out, we kind of can't really hide it, so <laughs> here yeah. we are. Here's the movie. Um,
1: that, I I had when split came out i wasn't like oh it's m night like i went and saw the visit and i was like i'm not gonna do that again and then i heard split was good and then someone's like yeah but you got to stay through the credits because it's worth it that's the only time i've ever been like purposefully spoiled on a movie and it made me want to see it more
0: i mean to be fair i don't think anyone was going oh m night uh when the split came out
1: No, but there was, he did have that resurgence
0: after The Visit,
1: and I just, I'm not a huge fan of that one, like, major problems.
0: It was, I mean, I never saw some of the films in the middle, I never saw Last Airbender, I never saw uh, After Earth, but, like, I saw The Happening, it was garbage, (laughs) and The Visit was better than that, I mean, I'll give it that much. Yeah, (laughs) the last
1: movie of his I saw was Signs? So I still haven't seen Lady in the Water, which I need to do, mostly because of Bryce. I mean, yeah,
0: I don't know if I'd say you need to. I mean, it's got a really good score. Uh, James Newton, Howard, yeah. music's quite good. But um, um but, you know, but he, what
1: came out What came out after Lady in the Water, he was kind of...
0: Happening was next.
1: Yeah, he skipped that one.
0: Yeah, it was Happening... I don't know, was it Straight to the Last Airbender after that? It may have been. Yeah. Then After Earth. Yeah, he had a good decade or so of just absolute stinker yeah. after stinker. So, it... yeah,
1: so when the Split came out, I was just like, oh, okay, McAvoy's cool. I'm not going to rush out. And then... Mm. And upon hearing that it's actually a really good movie, um, oh, and, and look, it ties to Unbreakable. Yeah. I was not expecting that.
0: So, we'll start spoiler-free about Glass, though, just to make that yeah. clear. We'll warn you in the middle before we go into spoilers, but naturally there's going to be some stuff from Glass and Unbreakable that will come up before then, so mm-hmm. just warning for that. So, yeah, I... I just just to put like, the cards on the table here, I love Unbreakable. Unbreakable, I think, is... is his best film, I think it's a damn near masterpiece, it's,
1: and it's aged really well.
0: Yeah, oh, it has!
1: I hadn't watched it until well, I had seen it when it initially came out, and I hadn't watched it again until Split came out. Because mm. after Split, I was like, "Oh, I need to rewatch this. It's been forever." So, and it's it stands up like it's it's real good.
0: If anything, it's gotten better with age. Like it, yeah. it's like every time i rewatch it like i just i discover more things i like about it and Mm -hmm. it's almost like a like a perfect deconstruction of the of the superhero myth Mm -hmm. but it did it before superhero movies became the main thing you know like it did it you know like by the time it came out it came out the same year as the first (laughs) x-men so it's been a while Um, yeah
1: and you could tell m night had something to say about superheroes like he wasn't just like this. Is before the craze, like you said, before yeah. X Men, and he's like, oh, so they they were still mainly confided to like kids shows and comic
0: books. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I would say the craze didn't really didn't really really start until the MCU. No. But like obviously no. you have that earlier phase of it where it was like Spider Man trilogy and the X Men mm-hmm. trilogy and whatever else was at the time. But you got a lot of stinkers at the time. That's when you got Catwoman. That's yeah. when you got Daredevil. That's when you got Ghost Rider. All these things. Yeah. Uh, so so it even predated that pretty much you know it was, it was mm-hmm. right at the start of that you know before it hit yeah. um so, so yeah such, such a wonderful film and then Splat well I don't think it's as good it's still a very interesting film it's very well directed you got McAvoy mm-hmm. playing all these different you know personas he does very good at that he goes even one further in this one there's scenes in, in Glass where he he switches between personas every other lane of dialogue and it's, it's- you never Amazing. question it. it. It everything works. You understand who he is for every yeah. single line, but it it yeah. changes through. So, them.
1: so I've been aware of McAvoy since I think first class. I don't think I saw too many movies before, um, and I I knew he wasn't American. I didn't know he was Scottish.
0: What until, until now? I,
1: yeah, until he was on <laughs> SNL this past weekend. Oh, no, I, and I was, was like,
0: Scottish <laughs>
1: because every time I've ever seen him in a movie, he's doing something different, like so i was like okay he's he's from you know england or you know wherever i had no idea his voice sounded like yours
0: (laughs) i mean uh, i saw him in a scottish movie called filth uh i was probably six seven years old now um he's like this this alcoholic cop uh it's kind of his dad lieutenant right like kind kind of yeah it's it's kind of got that, that vibe to it um but, so, if you want to hear a Scottish accent in a performance, that's the only thing I can think of. He yeah. it, it tends so, to have other things, you know, other, yeah, whether it be English or American, he tends to have other accents going on.
1: Yeah, because, and then he, like you said, he effortle- effortlessly switches between the personas, especially in this one, where you're just like, how is this possible? And he does different things with his body.
0: Yeah. Like, he, he, he's, go- he, he goes from British woman to young American boy to, like, with a lisp, yeah, with like a speech impediment. <laughs> to to pro like, American, to gay art critic, to like yeah. he goes through all these different things. I I think there's at least one. There was at least one that was in Spanish as well. They switched languages yep. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, yeah, he, he's, he's it's just ridiculous. going crazy. But uh, so yeah, so so the premise of this like the, the trailers kind of make it simple it, it doesn't start here. necessarily. There There's a little bit of stuff before then, but essentially the main premise of this film again going by the trailers is that David Dunn, who's which is Bruce Willis' character from Unbreakable, the mm-hmm. hero, if you will, the, the villain from Split, uh, we'll call him Kevin, because that's his, you know, the original yeah. name. Um, that's name, and of course, already there is uh, Elijah Price from Unbreakable, Samuel Jackson, the villain, they all end that's up right. in the same mental hospital, and this doctor's trying to prove to them that they're just all crazy, that there's no such thing as superpowers or superheroes or blah 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 blah. Um, that's the thing it doesn't actually start that way there's there's some stuff before that where bruce bill is around and about doing things and you -hmm. know uh, kevin's still on the loose after split there's still a little bit of that early on but uh, that is the main gist of the film and of course there's twists and there's turns there's reveals there's things going on and we'll get to all that stuff but before we even talk about anything remotely spoilery though just did you like glass how did you feel because this is the thing i was really excited because i love unbreakable i thought split was really good Mm -hmm. return to form Reviews for this, leaned up to it, weren't so hot. They they, they, they yep. kind of muted my expectations quite a bit, where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in ready to be upset <laughs> and see how it come yeah. out.
1: Yeah. I like two-thirds of this movie, and then in Shyamalan fashion, it goes <laughs> like, there's off the rails, and then it's what Glass does. And I'm just... <laughs> ugh.
0: Do you know what's funny? I, I can't even necessarily say that I like two-thirds and then it went up. Like I feel like I, I've come out of this film very mixed. There are some elements mm-hmm. of this film that I love, some of which mm-hmm. are even after the... I Because I know what you're yeah. talking about. When you say it goes off the rails, I know exactly what moment you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff I love after that as well.
1: Yeah, me too. And that's what I say about it. Yeah. And it's not in order. It's not like I love the
0: first act, second act. Sure, third sure okay, yeah, I get what you mean.
1: Yeah, two-thirds, there's, there's a decent movie if you cut out a third of it or change a third of it. And I just, I don't know if this was always the plan. I don't know if he has changed direction, you know, in in the superhero movie as as I've gotten bigger and bigger. Maybe this it, was his kind of response to that. I'm
0: sure I saw an interview headline saying that the ending yeah. was something he had in his mind since Unbreakable, which, you know, I mean, that's, that's well, whether or not you believe him's another, yeah, you know, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so I'm just like. Uh, and then uh, the cinema experience for me on, on this one was a bit dodgy because the movie broke about 40 minutes in and nobody knew what was going on. Um, and I was in the Dolby Theater, which is, you know, super nice and fancy. Big, nice, clear screen. Um, so the only way they can make it up is they give me a readmit pass to come see anything I want, but then they throw me into an, another screening, but it's already, you know, 20 minutes in. So I have to watch another 20 minutes that I've already seen (laughs) and whatnot. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm starting to picking up on different things. And that's, I think why since I've seen it a time and a half almost now, like the things that stick out to me that drove me nuts, definitely stick out.
0: Uh, Not the ideal to see a movie. No, Uh, no, not not at all. So Uh, my, 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 the opening sort of chunk, the opening 20, 30 minutes, um, is not bad, but I did have some problems with it in the sense that I felt it was missing some of the style that I associate with Unbreakable. Because this is the section that's mostly, like, obviously some stuff with uh, with Kevin, but this is the section where, okay, so David Dunn is actually is actively being a a hero or vigilante, whatever you want to call it, and he's he's going around doing things. Green guard. Uh, well, it has it's got a bunch of names basically the yeah, press well. can't decide on a name for him which I kind of like I like the idea that there's no like definitive name that they've stuck to yeah. it's just like nah there's the like, Overseer Green Guard Protector yeah. all these different things Yeah, and awesome. I felt like the, the style was lacking in this section where it, it felt like it didn't quite have the same visual uh, pacing of, of Unbreakable and I think it was sticking out to me that it felt kind of different in that sense, but it isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it was kind of making it feel a little, little bit less special. And I think what really accented this is that two two times in this movie, there's a flashback. What there's one for him and there's one for the villain. There's a flashback to like twenty yeah. years ago, or in fact, in the villain's case, it's even longer. What was there's two problems I have with these flashbacks. One, they're actually deleted scenes from Unbreakable, which mm-hmm. isn't a problem in and of itself. But the problem, the two problems I have is one seeing some footage from unbreakable really points out how different visually the new film is and then the other thing is is that these delayed scenes have been on the dvds for unbreakable since like it came out in 2000 or maybe 2001 yeah. when the dvd came out um i've seen these scenes so as soon as it cut to these scenes i went wait a minute this is they're cheating here you're cheating
1: so, so you're talking about the talk
0: right between, yeah. between the two characters and then the pool scene Oh no, well, the, pull the, scene, the pull scene is not, uh, not, a, flash, uh, right, not right. a deleted scene. Uh, I haven't seen the deleted
1: scenes from Unbreakable, so nah, I wouldn't...
0: The, the two scenes, there's, there's one where his son, Justin, who's played by the same actor, which is cool, because obviously yeah. he's aged a lot since then, um, yeah. where he's lying in bed and Bruce Wallace comes in and talks to him. Yeah. That was a deleted scene. And I mean, then the other one was the flashback to young Elijah on the the ride.
1: Oh, on the tilt world Yeah,
0: that, that that was something from Unbreakable that yeah. was cut. Uh, okay. See, see in Unbreakable, when you get the flashback where he's got a broken arm, that's how he yeah. breaks his arm for that, that scene.
1: Gotcha.
0: Uh, so, And it's not necessarily a problem yeah. because those, those older movies that will sometimes pull this and it's fine because I've never seen them, but it really stuck out to me this way because I'm like, I've seen these scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the the one with with Dunn and his son stuck out more to me.
0: Because Bruce Willis than, is obviously you know, well, not, not as just old as he that. is.
1: <laughs> yeah, not just that but it, again, it, it looked different. The, the, the um Yeah, and then the, the one with Elijah... I thought that that fit right in because it, it seemed like the colors were more vibrant and it was going for like a like a different thing you know yeah. what I mean
0: yeah he's so, got away with being different I think the problem with the uh, is with the, uh-huh. the Bruce Willis one is that that was the main bulk of Unbreakable and yeah that's the stuff that feels the most different in terms of a visual style to me uh, so hmm. that was kind of sticking out early on so that that was kind of rubbing me the wrong way a little bit um, although some of the, the the showdown stuff was kind of fun uh, and looked yeah. generally kind of good but it's once they get to the hospital where the the real movie kind of starts to unpack mm-hmm. and um, ultimately you know I, I don't want to talk about plot really. Mm-hmm. I said as well. I don't want to talk about plot. I just want to mention. I mean, obviously McAvoy's still very good in this. Samuel Jackson. It feels like he slipped right back into Elijah Price. I didn't feel like he yeah, missed to beat. You know that
1: dude is so like so in the theater. I got a trailer for Captain Marvel, and mm. I'm like we're getting three marvel movies with him this year you know like assuming he's in endgame right me captain marvel and then he's yeah. in far from home and and it's like,
0: funnily enough the only assumption between the three of them which is weird because yeah. you think that'd be the obvious one <laughs>
1: yeah and i'm like and and this was a like part 20 years you know what i mean like he is actually really versatile Samuel Jackson.
0: Yeah, by the way, it's, it's so. I was almost feeling old when they mentioned it's been 19 years, and I'm like, it actually has been yeah. 19 years, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It took I a long time to get being to this. In,
1: in class, when a friend of mine went to see it, and he was talking about how much he didn't like it, and he was telling me what was going on and why he didn't like and like I remember sitting in, in my high school class, and that made me feel even worse. Mm.
0: So, like. I mean, was I in high school yet? I don't think I was. No. I, I started You're high school. I'm older than you, and I yeah. was
1: just barely in high school. Yeah, I didn't start so. high school
0: for another year or so. I don't think yeah. uh, after this came out. So I mean, yeah, I was a kid at the time. If, fact, yeah. funny enough, I'm probably not that, that different in age to uh to his, his son his in the son? movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the kid. I'm probably a very similar age to him. Um, uh, but yeah. So so, acting is very good. Bruce Willis. I uh, I was worried that. He was going to phone things in because he's kind of had a bit of a rough patch of his career the last like decade, yeah,
1: because it's not like he hasn't before,
0: yeah. Um, right? and he's fine in the movie, like, honestly, his character doesn't get as much to do as I think I was hoping, yeah. so he doesn't really get much of a chance to really shine as an actor either. But he doesn't drag anything down when he's on screen either, you know, he's fine, no. you know. He, he's, yeah um so he's competent
1: like it's neither up nor down he's yes. just
0: yes it's fine <laughs> uh so I say you we got we got his son justin back where uh, casey who's played by a- anya taylor joy who's kind of becoming a bit of a modern day stream queen She was in split she was in the witch um yep. she's you know and a bunch of stuff uh, watching her Brides. here mm.
1: and looking at her and the scenes that she's involved if if we never get a teen titans movie with her as raven <laughs> we've been robbed
0: I could see that she's. Pre- I mean, it won't be too long before she's too old to do that. But yeah, I could, Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, she's got a bit of a raven vibe about her. Yeah. Um. So you got you got you know you got these cast members, um, and then you also got Elijah's mother's back, who is the same actress. Although, funnily enough, um. Yeah, I read this too. You read this, yeah. She's actually younger yeah. than Samuel L. Jackson and she's play, playing his mother. Yeah. Um, and it was fine in the original because she was mostly in flashbacks to when he was a kid, so it made sense that you just aged her up when you saw her in present Because it was one scene at the end of Unbreakable where she was right. in present day, so it was like, okay, just put some old age ma- makeup on her. It made right. sense to cast her because it was all flashbacks when he was a young boy. Now that <laughs> it's the whole movie yeah. and he, he's, ah. you know... I mean, to, to be fair, Samuel L. Jackson does look quite good for 71. He's
1: 71? yeah good lord yeah the, he is
0: the man looks younger than his age to, to be yeah. fair he looks very good for his age uh but he of,
1: looks younger now than he did in jurassic park
0: <laughs> i don't like, know if i agree with that but <laughs> like
1: mr arnold had some mileage
0: that, that was 26 years ago but i don't think i'm willing to agree I with this <laughs>
1: i'm going i'm going to say it
0: <sighs> um but yeah, so worth worth pointing that out. So I, I feel like it's more a case of they wanted to bring the same actress back rather than being believable of getting an older actress. Uh, uh if anything, if if Elijah's meant to be the same age as Samuel Jackson, the the real question is is well this oh, woman I'm has to be at least ninety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she yeah. has to be at least ninety.
1: Yeah, I I always thought that him and him and Bruce were about supposed to be the same age. Mm. So yeah, it's a little bit problematic. But, you know, I also with, with, with Glass, he's you know, he's very fragile, and has a very painful life, and that puts some age on you. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, think, like, I
0: mean it's... I th- I think he can pass happily for sixty. So if you're telling me she's yeah. eighty, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's that's but and then the other main character we have, of course, is the, the therapist herself, who's kind of trying to convince them of, of what they uh, are. So Doctor um, Stable,
1: which that name cracked me up.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you know, I? It, I feel like it is impossible to talk about much more of this movie without spoilers. So just to kind of. There's, there's some nice messaging there's a message at the end that i really like and there's some yeah. there's some great motivations i think for some characters that I'll, we'll talk about in spoilers um, yeah. but there is this twist that of left out of nowhere uh towards the end
1: uh pete i've never been more angry in my life because no i don't want to say that because that sounds ridiculous but no, batman v superman going... happened
0: batman v superman yes. happened you can't say that yes
1: yes yes <laughs> but after going through watching another 20 minutes Switching theaters, yes. That whole brouhaha to what this built to with the twist. I want if I had popcorn, I would have thrown it. Like <laughs> that's how uh, I reacted to it. Yeah. Which I, I guess if if you, you know, want to ev- evoke a, an emotional reaction out of the audience, I don't know if this is one he was going for, but he got one from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the worst part of it is that it does lead to some messaging that I really like. I just wish they'd yeah. seeded the the reveal better because it exactly. felt like it felt like it yeah. just came out. I mean, so so let's just get into it. So so spoilers yeah. then spoilers for for Glass from here on out. So my thing is right. So at the end of the film we'll, go, we'll, we'll rewind and talk about how we got here. But towards the end of the film there's like the, the SWAT team starts showing up because obviously Bruce Willis or, or sorry, David Dunn and and Kevin are about to fight the, as the, Horde. You know, as the Horde and you yeah. know you know the, the Overseer the you Overseer you yeah. know, they're having this big style they're fighting they're throwing each other into vans and things are flipping bars are bending yeah. you know chaos is happening yeah, and, wonderful
1: things are happening and by wonderful I mean they incite wonder and you're like yes. this is like people are seeing this now like yeah. um because you, you, you had uh, the Horde had, had kidnapped two of these Orderlies and throwing him into the van, and he's gonna yeah. take off with them. Which,
0: actually, I mean, you just know? just to, this is a perfect time to talk about um, Elijah Price's motivation. I actually yeah. loved his motivation partly because it, it, it links because if you go back to Unbreakable, his motivation mm-hmm. in that film was that he wanted to prove to himself and to someone else that people like him exist. So he, that's why he right. wanted to find David Dunn. He wanted to find the special person at the other end of the scale to prove that superheroes and villains exist. This film, his motivation is that he wants to prove to everyone that superheroes and villains right. exist. So he he actually is engineering a showdown. He wants a showdown in front of the public yep. so that everyone will see that these people are real. And I love that as a motivation. Uh, and even though he's a he's a villain and he you know he you know he kills people he you know he's killed, he killed lots of people already but he seems like a guy's throat yep. in this one. He's an awful awful person. His motivation is bizarrely kind of sympathetic. He wants people to it's, believe. It's very that, noble. Yeah. It's. It's yeah. not about
1: him. It's about everybody knowing that you're not alone. Yeah. That if you are special, there are other people like you, and don't be afraid to to come out of the shadows.
0: Yeah, there's a some there's a, a sympathetic, if not sympathetic, a very empathetic motivation mm-hmm. in there that you can you can kind of hold on to, and it, it makes him a really interesting character. It makes his goal for the movie kind of you're know, like, yeah, you kind of want them to prove it, like just do stood in front of people, show them that this can yeah. be real, and. So when this SWAT team showed up, there was like a sniper, right? And I noticed a tattoo yeah. on his on his wrist, right? Just The camera was just going past him. I was like, oh, that's a little clover it, or something. And it
1: lingers like a half, a, like... Yeah. Not even enough, but I noticed it too. It's just, like, it's just it's okay. just enough to
0: register there's a little like clover tattoo on his wrist. And I thought, nothing, yep. I just thought, oh, hey, there's a clover tattoo on his wrist, whatever. Um, It's not actually a clover. It's like three little things that connect, but it looks like a clover and a past And like, you know, 30 seconds, a minute later we have this twist where it turns out the psychiatrist is part of like a a secret society that is their entire purpose they're they're not bad guys as she puts it says no our purpose is to make sure the world never knows that people like you exist whether you're good or evil because if there's good people like you the evil ones have to exist so we keep things calm and balanced by making sure none of you ever you know gain you know, fame. Making sure that no one ever knows you exist, so it doesn't spread to more people. So, yeah. so her her goal, the humane goal, because when she, we see her with the rest of her, her, her like members, mm-hmm. right? Her she's like, no, the the best way to combat this is to convince them that they're crazy and it's not real. Rather than just killing right. people because that 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 raises questions. So that's why she's been attempting this. Right. So it's kind of noble in a sense that she doesn't want to just kill them. I guess.
1: Yeah, but I still <laughs> like. When I have a secret society, and I'm well-versed in comic books, mm-hmm. you would you would think that they would try to weaponize these people, right? Not shut them down. You have this society that, that finds them and locks them in a nuthouse and designs complete, like, cages for yeah, them. I mean, well, here's, them
0: here's the thing, Matt. I actually don't mind what they do. What they do, I like, yeah. because it, it, it speaks to the themes of the movie that I really like. This idea that they're trying to keep it hidden and... You know, Price's right. motivation is to make sure the world knows, right? It, it actually felt very Watchmen to me, the ending and the yeah, way that. That's the, where
1: I was going yeah, to get to. The
0: information kind of gets out anyway. So. Yeah. I like Because he's
1: very much Ozymandias there. Yeah. He's like, you know, because we get to that point, we're in the spoilers. So, where basically he has the speech where, <clears> what do you mean? I can't do it? it. It already happened an hour ago. It's along those lines. Um, yeah. And then, you know. And again, this was a deconstruction of superheroes, right? It started with Unbreakable. Um, and it's very much like Watchmen in that way too, to where things are kind of very mundane, but there are these outliers
0: that yeah. exist. Because um, I think for, for me, it, the actual what they do is fine. I actually like it because it leads to what the the themes of the movie are and what the ultimate goal of the, of the characters are. Um, especially when Samuel Jackson, as he's dying, because this is the thing, all of them die. All three main characters die. Uh, yeah. And I, expect, I expected Price to die for sure, but I, I wasn't expecting the multi-die. Um, but Pre- Price yeah. is dying, and he, he says to his mother, this is an origin story, that's what it always was. And that, because mm-hmm. like, this is before the twist, and I got kind of hyped to that line, because I was like, oh yep. man. Like, he's, you know, he's it, it's almost like, because I was thinking of him almost as uh, like a, a, what do you call him, Solomon, Hunter Solomon. Where his entire yeah. goal is to make David the best hero he can be. So he only yeah. wants to pit him against the Horde because he wants David to become this hero. That's, you're, you're wasting- that's, what,
1: that's what I thought the movie was, yeah. is him manipulating this, because he even has a line where he's like, you, you've been fighting two-bit thugs, mm. and like you're destined for greater things, David, uh, and this is the greater thing. And I, Dude, I love I was, how he appeals to that.
0: And I was into that idea. And then we have this twist that it, you know, it's revealed. I like how it's revealed because it's it's how David found out things in the first movie. It's you know he, he touches yeah. it for the first time and he gets the flash of what you know the evil yeah. thing that she's done, and and then it reveals the the tattoo in her wrist as she takes her hand away. And I went, you introduced this tattoo a minute ago, like literally a minute ago. You didn't like plant seeds for this earlier on in the film, and if they did, yeah. I missed them because it was there was nothing sticking out to me. <laughs> having seen it oh here we go one and a
1: half times <laughs> there was nothing missed
0: unless I wasn't
1: unless he was doing side of hand Shyamalan yeah. and like going out of the way to hide it I did not pick up on anything
0: yeah you know I I started groaning immediately and then this scene concludes with them drowning David in a puddle and David's killed yeah. uh, obviously the horde is shot and well I kind of half expected David to die at the end of this I didn't think it would be like this I thought he would die heroically I thought he would die doing something great because uh, he's a, he's an older character now, right? I thought it made sense that he might yeah, die. there.
1: again, yeah. Um, I, I figured it would be the you know he dies inspiring, right? And he's still yeah.
0: or even you know he is, he dies taking out the horde and the idea that balance yeah, is still is is maintained because both of them are it's gone. Now. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Superman Doomsday. Yeah, in that way, you know, and and so for him to be drowned in a puddle by a faceless person,
0: but by a faceless person who. We've just been we've just been introduced to this yeah. idea they, these this this whole group is just introduced seconds before they kill the main character that we like. Yeah, and it's, it's the just,
1: worst kind of Shyamalan twist. It's just like...
0: it's so hard to swallow. It's so hard to I mean yeah. it's hard to swallow for David for sure, but it's definitely hard for us to swallow too. Yeah. And it just it and it, it put me in a really bad mood. I was sitting there on the theater going, oh I think I hate this. Oh Shyamalan, what have you just done? And th- this is where I say it gets conflicting because. Yeah. Five minutes later, when it go- goes to the real end game, where the the therapist is in the comic book shop, and there's two nerds arguing about, oh no, but Mister Mane's a genius. Like you think that's the yeah. real plan, but there's always another real plan that he's he's had going the entire time. And she stops yeah. and freaks out, and then realizes, wait, what has he done? Did was he so smart as a super villain that he outsmarted me? And mm-hmm. they say up here in the film that she set up a bunch of cameras so they could keep an eye on him. He sent all this footage of everything they did because that was the other thing during all the final fight stuff. It kept every so often it would cut to a security camera feed. Yeah. Of like them doing superhero heroics you know, of David bending a bar or flipping the, the truck or whatever. Yeah. It was all these things, and it turns out he sent it not only to his mother but also to to Justin uh, or Joseph, sorry, the, the, son the son, and yeah. and Casey, and they actually all meet up. And I do like the touch that they all meet up at a train station because that that harkens back That's to where Rachel. it started. Yeah. Yeah. um and it's like because again if you go back to unbreakable when when david realizes that he does have powers and he says what do i do now he says go to somewhere public and the rest will come easy or something like that and he goes to a mm-hmm. train station because it's like you know people constantly moving around it's always busy yeah
1: it's a place of arrivals and departures right and, like it's where things begin and end
0: and plus it ties into the, the whole it started with a train crash you know it started with that right uh mm-hmm. and it's them and they're just watching as people see footage and it's the idea that Maybe people seeing this will believe in themselves because the speech from Elijah, that, that he sent to his yeah. mother, uh, and presumably all three of them, is that you know people can be superheroes. We just have to believe that each other can be superheroes. We have to believe yeah. in each other. We have to believe in ourselves. And I'm like, for as villainous as he's been, this is a really heartfelt message that he's kind of mm-hmm. delivering at the end. And it's yeah. and I, I got this kind of thing where I'm like, if this was the point of this trilogy, it was to believe that we can be better than we are and not to think of ourselves as weak. Then yeah. this is actually kind of touching. And I was actually almost tearing up during this final little speech.
1: Yeah. It's. It got dusty too. It's just upsetting uh, that end. it
0: comes from this twist that actually made me angry when they introduced it. The- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I got really. Because <laughs> I feel like you don't even need the Secret Society because there's this whole thread of doubt.
0: Yeah. Like, no, even I, on the
1: doctor's part throughout. You know what I, I mean? Agree. And
0: yeah. Like, th- the movie would
1: still work if you didn't have the Secret Society trying to keep them down.
0: It actually you know? would. You're right. It, it actually would. It didn't need the Secret Society because she's trying to convince him the whole movie that they're not. And even David starts to question, am I not really, like, is this just me in my head? Even even Joseph, right. he's, at, he's at like a youth center and he, he looks over and like, there's a guy lifting weights and it's a lot of weights. And he's like, you know, yeah. was it actually that special what my dad did? Even though he's not built like this big, you know, truck. because well, even he
1: tells him, he goes, you know, Joe, there, there are people that are at the gym that lift more than that every day. You know, yeah. I'm sure you saw what you saw you know and i i like that i like that there's a seed of doubt going through because at this point this is the third movie and like we've seen the 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 beast do things bend the bars and stuff and then the doctor even explains that away like oh well they were really old and you know it was easy to bend and
0: yeah she she, started putting she was able to bend one with just like a simple tool like it wasn't even that hard for her yeah
1: and so it started putting doubt in my mind and i've seen all these movies right like yeah oh, maybe this is the actual twist is they believe in themselves enough that they do become superheroes. And then to a lesser extent, or to a bigger extent, that's what it became. You know?
0: Yeah, so I, I really like the final message. And I, I, if, all you had to do was like the idea that, that she kind of sees something and doesn't quite believe it. But, you know, Elijah still leaked the footage and it still goes out yeah. there and people begin to believe it. Like you, you could have done that. You, you could have had that still yeah. happen. And, I, and you
1: even have that sense of Chaos that they're like, well, now what we saw, what three people wh- that are like this can do, yeah. what's the whole, what's going to become of the whole world? And that's still there.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it'll, tr- it's almost like a, uh like it'll trigger more people to like, you know, activate almost, Al- almost in like yeah. a, not quite a mutant, but it's maybe more inhuman actually. <laughs> it's like a yeah, activation kind of. of belief of powers um, and things. I don't know. I
1: mean, it's kind of like what Heroes was hitting at in that first season with the eclipse Mm. and like it's it's human understanding hitting its peak you know what i mean
0: uh yeah and obviously there's the other twist which i think everyone kind of figured out in the last movie anyway uh but they they sort of got to it in this one which is that kevin's dad was on the same train as david and the the train crash created both of them so Um, was
1: that in was that in split because i forget because i didn't see it
0: since it it was never brought up in split but we knew he died in a train crash and a lot of people just kind of assumed wait a minute given his age, this would have been about, you know, unbreakable time, (laughs) so, it was was a natural leap a lot of people made, made, um, and, uh, because I I certainly thought when I was watching Split, and then, so here, I actually kind of like how they revealed it, because you see his dad on the train, and I actually, like, recognised, they have, like, out of focus, like, woman walking down the aisle of the train, with the blue top on, and I went, oh, that's the woman that goes up and speaks to David, and the camera goes past a chair, and then you see David, uh, and it's this footage from Unbreakable at that point, and I'm like, okay, neat track.
1: i i like the reveal with the son when the son puts in you know uh kevin's real name and then finds his dad and then looks up the dad yeah and he the, the look of horror that goes over his face i i love that reveal um just because it's he he's made the connection
0: and in a, in a weird way it makes him oddly like related to kevin because mm-hmm. both of their dads were on that train it just his dad's magically survived, survived and his didn't yeah. so I, I like the, the dichotomy there. Um, there are some pacing issues. There's definitely you know a weird structure Big to the car. movie. Uh, yeah. Like I say, the style feels kind of... Uh, the point is, is, I think there is definitely scenes where I like how it's shot. I li- there's definitely scenes where I like the style, but then there's other scenes yeah. where I feel like I'm just watching a TV show. And I, I don't know... Yeah. If this was because the budget was quite low and they were having to do some things quickly, so so it maybe had to pick and choose what scenes got more attention because they didn't have time mm-hmm. to dev- give every scene the same amount of time and attention they would have wanted to. Because I think Shyamalan self-funded this and it was a twenty million dollar movie, um, and it seems like it's doing quite well financially enough to you know justify that investment. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that a low budget movie can do this. You know, regardless of what I feel about it. Um, yeah. It's, it's really weird because I'm not angry because there's enough in here that I really like but at the same time it's easily the weakest of the three movies and it has a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that twist really took a lot of the scene out for me and then some of the other stuff with David early on I'm just like, it felt like it was just going through the motions of things.
0: That's exactly, you know, the phrase, like, that's the phrase yeah. I used for the first 20 minutes where it, it felt like yeah. Shyamalan wasn't actually that interested in him being an active superhero. Yeah. He just had to do it. In fact, can we yeah. talk about maybe the worst scene in the movie, which is the cameo, the Shyamalan cameo? Uh, yeah. Can we talk about this? Now, I've never, I've never minded him having a cameo. It's fine if it's just like no. a whatever. This scene stops dead so he can talk to Bruce Willis for five minutes, and even brings up, "Hey, did you used to work at the the the? Because he had a cameo stadium. in the first movie at the, at the football stadium. He had a cameo oh. where Bruce Willis had to search him, and even as the like, "Oh yeah, I used to run with the bad crowd back then," but I turned things around, and I'm like. Yeah this this literally lasted like 90 seconds of him talking and i'm like just no
1: <laughs> and 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 he was in split too and i think he's supposed to be the same character
0: because ah.
1: because he was buying um security yeah equipment and i think he was a security guard in split so
0: yeah that's fine i don't mind to yeah. be in the store i don't mind him buying something and leaving yeah but but the full exposition of i'm yeah. not that
1: person anymore I don't think a lot of people were going to pick up that he was supposed to be the same guy. Yeah. You know? It, and if they did, cool. It's a bonus.
0: I mean, I I but... I, I caught what he was saying because I've seen Unbreakable a, a great number of times. I, I know that movie backwards yeah. and forwards, but th- like it just, it, it stopped the movie dead and it felt so obnoxious to him for him to have this yeah. extended cameo. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. And yeah, that's, but yeah, so the first 20 minutes because through the motions, you know, uh, the Horde has kidnapped like four cheerleaders um yeah. which i kind of like how over the top that is. he's up
1: to well it, it's so comic book right yeah like uh and even the rescue scene you know like him and Dunn and his son have, have narrowed it down because i love that jose that joseph's become like the guy in the chair watchtower yeah and i, and I like that like he's his alfred and and whatnot and they've narrowed it down to where he could be um or as and, the uh, and, as
0: the CW shows have started calling it, he's the quarterback. He's quarterbacking. Okay, yeah, that's true. that's what they've started calling it. Um, yeah. So you yeah. know, I mean, it's not
1: entirely true, but well, I won't, I won't go there Whatever. with the sports analogies.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't care. I don't even know. I don't even know I, how inaccurate know. that is. It's fine. Yeah, but anyways, um,
1: quarterback's not always on the sideline. I'm just saying. Uh, a- <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. I like that they're doing that and then he rushes in there and they get the 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 first interaction between the two and when we've seen the beast toss people around and David holds his his ground. Yeah. And then that even like snaps the beast. Like he's like, "Well, what what's this? No one's been, you know, this he's, is not possible. Yeah, he's
0: kind of obsessed with them from that point. I, I think when I talk yeah. about how it's kind of phoning some stuff in, there's some moments of this that are really, really great, but there's some other moments mm-hmm. between the two of them that felt a bit cheesy in a way that Unbreakable uh-huh. never did, or even Split yeah. usually never did. I'm thinking that the moment where they see each other when the doors are open and the cells, I thought that was really overplayed for some reason.
1: It's it's even worse the second time because that was only really? seen this out
0: twice. Uh, okay. And
1: you know it's coming and it feels so much longer the second time. Mm. So... It's very long and drawn out. Um, I, I do like how they each have a weakness, right? Yeah. Um, I Now, remind me about Split. Was Flash as a thing that interrupted him in the movie? And, I, and I, yo, I,
0: I can't remember. I've only seen Split once. I can't remember.
1: Okay. Dang it. I'll have to – I wanted to watch yeah. it again before this, but I, just, I didn't have any time because uh, I really did, did enjoy Split. Like, yeah, I like came Sp- out of that movie. Like,
0: I like Split a lot.
1: Um, but like, I like how they each have a weakness, and like for David, it's water – but for the horde, the flashes like interrupt the, the, the you know because uh, Hedwig the the little boy character says he's always talking about the light and they each get turns in the light and yeah. the flash interrupts that C- actually and it I- brings another personality ahead.
0: I wanted to mention probably the funniest line in the movie uh-huh. is when what, was it Gray? No, it's when Casey's let to see him. Right? Yeah. The therapist lets Casey uh-huh. come and see him, and. Yeah. She's talking to Kevin, and Kevin... uh, Not Kevin, sorry, she's talking to Hedwig, right? And Mm Hedwig's like, oh, we're boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh, you know, we're we're doing very well. And he's 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 like, can I speak to Kevin now? He's like, okay, fine. Kevin speaks to her for a little bit, and it's kind of an emotional scene. She ends up holding his hand, and it switches back to Hedwig, and he looks at the hand and goes, do you like Kevin now? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, His Hedwig character is so... Like he he's a little terror, but he's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, cause him him constantly running and trying to set off the the flashes because he's gonna try to get out of the room. Mm. But he keeps resetting him, and he keeps getting mad and just McAvoy being able to to switch through, you know, oh, so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, he's he's really good. Um, You know, I like some small details, like uh, the school that Casey goes to is the same school that Joseph went to, Uh, because they're they're in the same city, it's not that much of a stretch that they ended up at the same school. Yeah. Um, So, no, I like that. Um, I I like that Casey is kind of there to stick up for Kevin, because she understands him in a way, even though, you know, even though what, what he did to her, like...
1: Each of those characters are an advocate for the characters in the asylum, you know? Yeah. The, the idea, that, and, and even though he tried to kill Casey, he ultimately didn't. Yeah, right. And so, um, sh- she cares for Kevin, not so much about the horde. Yeah, but the man inside—it's
0: almost she, like a, it's like a Betty and Hulk thing, like Betty, you know, Bruce Banner Hulk. Yeah, it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah. Well, with, uh, with, yeah, without, like, because there's very romance involved. Oh, this d- is there's,
0: a... def- there's definitely more, be- I'm, I'm thinking specifically yeah. the, in the split when the Horde, or the, uh, sorry, the, the Beast himself, the, the, beast. the, the main one, yeah. chooses not to kill her. Like, he, it's the Beast yeah. that chooses not to kill her, which is why I'm thinking there's a right. little bit of the Hulk stuff in there, in the sense that yeah. he recognizes her enough that he's like, you know what, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's very much like she, she wants to help Kevin, just like Betty wants to help Bruce. Uh, but you have to deal with the Horde in order to do that, like, she has to deal with the Hulk. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that.
0: And, and they're all victims in some way. Uh, less so Elijah. He, he's just kind of, you know, yeah. victim of, like, you know, circumstance. But, mm-hmm. you know, they all two are definitely victims. And the idea that we shouldn't just hate, you know, Kevin because of, you know, what yeah. the, the horde does, because it's not necessarily right. his fault. Um, uh. Uh, you know, we, we should try to understand and help him. And I, I mean, you can almost argue there's, a, there's an argument here for, you know, treating men, mentally ill people. Yeah. That you know, don't that's, just, that's what I was just going to yeah. get
1: to, is, like... Uh, unbroken is a great title because that's a word that gets thrown around is broken like if, if you're not okay mm. you're somehow broken and I like what this suggests is like no that's what makes you unique and special and yeah you might have to get help right like but you know you're not broken
0: yeah Casey's uh, trying to show him compassion when everyone else is kind of ready to just throw him away um, yeah. and you know, it's a whole thing and I you know, and we talked to, I mentioned Samuel Jackson being good and how he, he kind of fit right back out of the role he he's sort of pretending to be catatonic for a long time, and then he you know yeah. eventually reveals that he's not. He's been kind of faking it so that he can go around and do stuff. Yep. Um, when he starts like you know talking about things, I he just he sound he sounded like Price again. It was the way he was like he he comes yeah. to see uh you know the horde, and he's like you know uh you know some people say this, and he starts explaining the history of paintings or something like that. And I'm right. like, this sounds like him. This sounds like him. You know, the exact same character. It was it was like a great return yeah. to form. Um, and he, and um, you and you even though he does something awful and slits a guy's throat, you kind of fist pump when you realize that he tricked them with the... Because they're, they're doing this operation to basically just lobotomize him with a laser. And yeah. You think they've done it, but it turns out he stole a part of the machine before they, they could do one it. One of the so, lenses. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, the the one thing that still
1: makes him villainous is had, had he killed the orderly that was being nasty to him, which, you know, well, you know, that's fine. This guy's a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. You know, and and whatnot, but he kills the nice one. Yeah, he killed- that goes out of his way to be nice to him, you know? And I'm just like, man, you you get so close, Elijah. Like,
0: yeah, he, yeah. He, he kills the, the – he was a bit talky, but he was certainly not a, an, an awful guy.
1: No, because he, yeah. he showed him compassion. Like, when, when he's out by the, the medicine cart, and the, the one guy, Pierce, the other guard, is like, um, you know, oh, whatever, he's a menace, just whatever. And, you know, how oh, was his name? Daryl? I want to say, Sounds wheels right. him back around. I was like, "Come on, buddy, let's get you back." And, you know, yeah, it's a little patronizing, but not worth getting your yeah, throat cut with glass. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I do like it was a piece of glass just for thematic reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, just yeah. keep it simple. Um,
1: I do like too how they teased, um, a going full superhero movie at a place called Osaka Tower, which that, that ought to be a shout out to Nakatomi, right?
0: Maybe I don't know. Like, I I like the idea of them eventually getting to the tower, but it never does. I yeah. I almost yeah. felt the budget a little bit there. It was like, oh, we're teasing going to this big, big public new yeah. tower, and we never actually get there. We were just on the lawn of the of yeah. the hospital, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I feel the twenty million dollar budget here a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, a, yeah,
1: but that's okay. Yeah, I didn't know that, so I didn't know if we were gonna get to the tower or not. Yeah, you know, and and whatnot. But but I like that it was going full superhero, and I was like, oh man, if this thing lights up and there's a light in the sky. Pete's
0: gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i never worried about doing that, and yeah. obviously the other thing that makes makes Elijah Price an awful character, obviously, and we knew this from the, from the previous films, is he is willing to murder million, you know, hundreds of, if not thousands of people to, yeah. to make his point, right? Point. So, yeah. like, he's a bad guy, certainly, but again, the, 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 his message of like being this misunderstood person who just wants the world to believe that someone like him can exist is actually kind of like, I kind of like that. Because it's not just about him, it's, yeah. it's about David, it's about it's about the Horde. He wants everyone to know they exist. Yeah. And he even accepts that, yeah, the Horde's going to find out that I killed his dad, but don't tell him yet, yeah, we're not at that point in the story.
1: Yeah, does he yell spoiler? Yeah. Or something along those it wasn't, lines?
0: It was not think it was it spoiler, but it was something like that. No. It. So that
1: was pretty great. Um, but yeah, no, he's really good. I mean, the cast is really good too, from top to bottom. Uh, Sarah Paulson, that's her name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was really good as the Doctor. Like, there was something captivating about her to where, uh, again, up until that stupid twist, it, everything was working, and I felt like her... It like, well, no, superheroes don't exist. Guys, come on. Like, trying to do my job here. I mean,
0: um, the thing is, is that maybe when I watch it again, maybe the twist will work better, having seen the rest of it, yeah. with the knowledge in mind. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, most of the good Shyamalan twists, you know, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, uh, Signs even... Yeah. They don't like they actually do improve the movie on a second watch, but they don't necessarily feel like the like the first time viewing still has good good a good impact at the end when it's like, oh, I see how this yeah. adds to the themes that we were playing with. Um and this yeah. one kinda does in the sense that it, it goes into the whole idea of them trying to keep it a secret but you know, Elijah wants yeah. the, the message to get out. It just feels too much. It feels like because it, it kills all of our main characters. You know, th- this this group kills all of our main characters and it's hard to really get behind this group. Uh, who right. are just introduced. And I, I get thematically what it's doing, the idea that it's keeping them quiet, that, that the man, mm-hmm. if you will, you know, the, the, the government, want to keep them yeah. quiet. You know, they're not actually the government, yeah. but you know, just that, that's kind of what they're representing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but it just it just it comes out of nowhere and it feels a bit forced. And like we said, we, do, we don't really need it. The message at the end still works even without the secret organization. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. I, I almost feel like this is Shyamalan's, like, send up to Watchmen in that way. And he, even the fact that he calls David Dunn the Overseer, and what's another word for Overseer? is a Watchman, <laughs> right? So I might just be piecing things together, but, you know.
0: Yeah, and I um, think obviously okay. it's more hopeful at the end than, yes. than Watchmen as, yes, yes, yes. as a story. I, I think it's maybe less cynical. It is more about being hopeful, and I think it is more about... I, I feel like Watchmen's a deconstruction of superheroes... Why kind of sh- bad. K- no, kind of strictly about superheroes. Whereas this is a yeah. deconstruction of superheroes, but I think it's about the real world popularity. as well. You know, oh, it's, it's, it's about, you know, dealing, at least attempting to yeah. tackle real issues at the same time. And I think uh, it does actually do a reasonable job of that. It just has these other things that drag it down, which makes yeah. rating this extremely difficult because I am kind of mixed on it. Yeah. But. This is the thing. Sometimes when I'm mixed in a movie I come out and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of mixed. I don't know how I feel. And it's this kind of like mundane thing where I'm in the middle. This is different where I'm really passionate about the things I like. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's no, hard I, to I am with do. you
1: because there's there when I when I left I, I came home and my my wife and mother-in-law were here and they're like, "How was it?" And I was like, "Oh, don't get me started." <laughs> and my mother-in-law goes, "Oh, I need to know now." And I told her and this is definitely a movie that she would not like, yeah, right? Yeah. And so she's like, "Well, yeah, I kind of figured all that." And I was like, no, "You didn't." come on but you're know, talking about it through with you the the parts that i liked i liked even more yeah. but the parts that, that didn't work for me you know definitely sit there like there's upon rewatch i'm like this didn't need to be 2 hours and 9 minutes like there's there's some fat you can cut i think um, I, I, throughout the
0: i definitely want to watch it again at some point and mm-hmm. i i am very curious to see how i feel about it in the in the end I, I, like will it get better or will it be a case of the things i like i like more and the things I don't like, I'll still dislike, but I'll just kind of get used to them being there. Yeah. Like, because I think ultimately it's worth see. if you're a fan of the first two movies, even mm-hmm. though it's not a home run by any means, I, I do think it's worth seeing.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the good things I, are I interesting agree. enough that you should see it.
1: Yeah. I agree. If, if you do like the, if you've already seen the other two, then just make it, make it the trifecta. Yeah. Just go see it, because there's going to be something that you're going to like if you enjoyed those two in here. So um but yeah i mean it, it's that twist was the most Shyamalan he's he's been in quite some time i think <laughs> I, and i haven't seen the happening
0: but i know that twist well, that's th-
1: very Shyamalan
0: the fact is though is, there was a time when a Shyamalan twist was a good thing because the first few they, they had were really good and then huh? they, they, they went downhill Well, but- i would
1: say the first two the first two definitely signs a little bit yeah uh, the village definitely a whiff that's where the it started turning we're like, dude, you're trying way too hard for these twists.
0: Like, I let the story come from it. I definitely it. like some of The Village. I think I have to watch it again, though. Is, yeah. cause I, I, I I, haven't seen The Village since, like, 2005. So, I mean, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so so, yeah, we're going to rate it then. What were you giving Glass?
1: Um, So, I think I'm a little bit lower on it than you are, but you you always find a way to surprise me with ratings. But I give it a 6.5. Like, it's definitely watchable. Uh, it's enjoyable, but it swings and misses a couple times.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really conflicted because.
1: As you've said numerous
0: times. Yeah. I, I, I have, I don't think I've been this conflicted in a movie in a long time. Um, I think I'm actually going to wow. agree with the 6.5 and I'm going to sort of justify it by saying the things I like, I really like and are probably deserving of a higher score, but the other things drag it down. So, Mm. my justification is, on my scale of ratings, I I think of 8 being great, 9 being amazing, 10 being a favourite, 7 is being good. And I don't know if I can quite call this good, but there's enough stuff I like that is almost... If I could give this a (laughs) 6.99... Yeah, it it almost
1: gets there, but not quite.
0: Yeah, I probably would. So, I'm going with a 6.5. I'll agree with that score. But it's probably the most passionate I've been about a (laughs) 6.5 in my life. So, you know take yeah. that for what you will like it's a conflicting film so uh but that is glass that has been our hopefully in- enjoyable discussion about glass yeah. um you can of course let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff supports us as does of course go over to patreon.com slash fuzz tv where you can support us financially uh for as little as a dollar per month if you want to you get some extras you get some stuff you get some voting rights all that kind of thing um you can do that you can also buy merchandise now believe it or not if you go down to mm-hmm. the description there'll be links to both the us and the uk store uh buy some merch if you like <laughs> go for it uh but that is that is pretty much us get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz matt where can people find you
1: at matter steel 57.
0: You can find me at Wibble 89 If you're watching the video, they're on the screen, so that's nice and easy. Uh, But yeah, so if you're on the audio feed, you're on MailFuzz Movies, which has the Gigawatts, the Influx, and the Overload shows. Uh, Do check out the other feeds we have as well. If you go to Patreon, we have like a list of all the feeds, uh, all the shows we have in the top post. Um, so uh, I think the main one I recommend would be Screams After Midnight, which is horror movie discussions uh, with myself and the one and only Professor Tim Vargulish. Uh, but that is us. I love it. <laughs> but that, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we will see you next time.